Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I am Paul Doherty, pastor of Victory Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm so honored that you're listening to this podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about learning to lead during times of disaster, learning to lead during times of tragedy, and learning to lead with compassion. Uh, Right now in the United States of America, this very week, the last week of August, we are in a very uh, difficult time watching Hurricane Harvey just thrash uh, South Texas along that coast area, Galveston and Houston and Port Arthur and then up into Victoria and now uh, coming up against the coast in Louisiana. Uh, and it just continues to just thrash these people and flood homes and, and cause major disaster. When you're watching the news, it's devastating to watch these people just in tears um, searching for family members, trying to get them rescued and and watching everyone uh, that's down there just do their best to hold on to hope and to hope that this flood is going to stop, that this hurricane's going to stop and that everything's going to uh, be okay. And the reality is things won't be normal again for a lot of these people. Things will uh, be different because of this disaster, because of this storm. Uh, growing up in our church, our church was always, my parents started our church 30 plus years ago, and with the heart of always being involved with helping people through disasters. Uh, in the state of Oklahoma, we've had lots of tornadoes just come through towns and rip apart you know, neighborhoods and, and communities. And my parents, our church, always were on the front lines of seeing ways that we could help in the midst of disaster. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, that I think leadership has to recognize that in moments of disaster, in moments like tornadoes, hurricanes, um, earthquakes, whatever it is, when, when, when a community is being hurt, that's a moment for leaders, especially in the church community, to rise up and serve and to help and to be there for people. I mean, that's why we exist as a church is not just to, you know, uh, have church services, but to be the church in our community. And uh, as leaders, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to challenge you to see yourself the same way that Nehemiah in the Bible saw himself. That when he heard a um, story in the, in the Bible, if you've never heard it, of Nehemiah, when he found out that Jerusalem had gone through a disaster, the walls had been torn down, um, and and that you know Jerusalem was in ruins and shambles. His heart broke. He wept, which is what a lot of people in the United States are doing right now for Texas. They're crying. They're seeing news clippings and they're they're watching pictures and and videos on social media on Instagram and they're they're sympathizing. But then Nehemiah moved from sympathy to compassion. Um, to taking those tears and doing something with it. And and that's what leadership is. Leadership doesn't just cry with those who are crying. Leadership moves from the tears to the action and says, okay, how can I help you? What can I personally do to help solve the problem that you're facing, to help be a part of the solution of, of what you're walking through, to help rebuild what this disaster has tried to tear apart in your life or in your community or neighborhood. Um, when we look at Jesus, this was the way that he led. He led with compassion throughout the Gospels. We see that that phrase, uh, Jesus was moved with compassion. When he saw 
the crowds, when he watched what people were going through, the oppression, uh, the, the difficulties, the poor, uh, those that were outcasts, those that were pushed out of the temple from religious people. He was moved with compassion for those that were hurting. And that's what we have to do as leaders. So um, you might be listening to this going, well, what are you doing, Paul? What is Victory doing right now for Hurricane Harvey victims? As soon as we saw it, as soon as I saw it, immediately, you know, I'm texting guys on our church staff, members, volunteers saying, what can we do? They're texting me, I'm texting them, and we're all trying to brainstorm, what can we do? How can we be a part of the solution? And so within literally 24 hours, we, we came up with a plan that we were going to be a part of, uh, first off, sending finances. And that's one of the best things we can do in the midst of a disaster is just send finances to people who know uh, what to do with those finances and, and, and to the people that actually need it, that are in the middle of the disaster. So we called a few churches that we knew, a few ministries and people down there that are uh, right in Houston, right in Baytown, Beaumont, um, in Victoria, and and just asked, hey, what can we do? They said, man, we, we honestly need finances. We need to buy some generators. We need to buy some boats. We're going to go and rescue some people. We're going to need money to supply you know, hot meals for these people. And um, finances helps as we begin to rebuild you know, some of these areas that are torn down. Uh, a lot of people want to immediately get in their car and drive, you know, to the place that's affected by the disaster. But in the middle of the hurricane, which, you know, right now as I'm recording this podcast, we're, we're three and a half days into Hurricane Harvey and there's still heavy rain falling on South Texas. So um, more than us hopping in our cars, driving down there and trying to help right now, we've got to let those first responders do their part. We've got to let the people that are living down there do their part. Um, and they need financial help more than they need us just jumping in our cars and trying to drive down into the flood and, and start rescuing people. They have a lot of people that are helping rescue others. And so what we've learned in the middle of disasters is first calling them and asking them, what do you really need? Um, and so we find out finances first, and that's what we've already done is sent some money down there. And then the second thing was they said, if you can bring a semi-truck of food, of clothes, of socks, of diapers, baby food, uh, non-perishable items, towels for people, um, and, and just things you may not even think about that they're thinking about that they're you know facing right now. Uh, even things like flashlights. They've lost electricity in you know a majority part of Houston, uh, Baytown, Beaumont. And so you know we're, we're finding out those needs and now we are you know rallying people to come and drop off at certain drop-off locations at our church. Uh, we have a warehouse on our campus called disaster relief you know drop-off point and it's a big warehouse where we're able to store drop off donated goods and then we've got actually a person in our church who decided to donate their semi-truck to be used to go and ship stuff down there and here's the amazing thing i want to speak to leaders when you make a decision to be a part of the solution and cast vision to your organization in the middle of a disaster all of a sudden people come out of the woodworks because they're like, hey, I've been seeing that on the news. And when you talked about it uh, from the pulpit or when you started talking about it on social media and said that there's an opportunity for us as an organization, as a church to be a part of the solution, my heart was you know, moved and I want to be a part of that. So here's what I have. Here's what I can bring. And people will bring what they have, their resources, their finances, their groceries, uh, their family to come and help be a part of that. And through that, we're able to go and reach those that are in need. I remember sitting in a theology class uh, 
when I was in seminary and uh, and some of my theology classes, you know, they were just really focused on knowledge and not necessarily focused on practical application for being a pastor, for being in ministry. But this one class honestly really helped me. The whole point of the class was living with compassion. What does that look like? And I'll never forget what my professor said. Um, he said these words, see the need and meet it. See the hurt and heal it. He said, this is what real leadership looks like. It's being able to see the need and meet it and see the hurt and heal it. And you do that with physical help and with spiritual help. So, you know, you bring the spiritual practices, prayer, uh, you know, believing in faith for people that are going through dire circumstances, difficult things. And then the practical help, you bring the finances, you bring the bread, you bring the, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you bring the flashlights, the socks, the diapers, and, and you find ways to help meet people's needs practically and spiritually. And when he said that, I wrote it down in my journal and I've never forgot it, that this is my calling as a leader to see the need and meet it, to see the hurt and heal it. And in order to see the need, you have to be attentive. Your eyes have to be open. Uh, you're going to have to be watching for those moments where you see people that are in crisis, in need, that are hurting. And then you're going to have to have the courage and the boldness and the work ethic to say, you know what? Rather than me being lazy and just doing what I do to get by, I'm going to do a little bit extra to help some other people that are in need. I'm going to not only work my job, but I'm going to, during my off time, put in a couple more hours to help people that are hurting over there. This is what you know Nehemiah did. He put in extra time to go and help people that were in need. This is what Jesus did. And some of the greatest miracles happen when you allow yourself to be interrupted. Some of the best miracles in the Bible happened when Jesus was interrupted by someone who was in major need. Right now, we've got people in our country that are in major need. Let's not be so focused on our own thing and what we're doing and our own ministry that we neglect those that are hurting. And, and, and then the other thing, too, is we've got to have our ears open, not just our eyes open, but our ears open. As leaders, we have to listen to the cries of the people. You might think you know what they need, um, but ultimately you're going to have to listen to what they're saying because it may not be what you see on TV. You're going to have to call. You're going to have to reach out, find, find out what are the needs of the people, listening to them share. And sometimes one of the biggest needs that people have is just a listening ear. Uh, just someone listening to the pain they're walking through and not trying to, you know, immediately fix their pain or preach at them or say, I'm going to say a prayer for that pain, but to just listen and cry with them and then say, hey, we want to help you. Uh, is there a way now listening to this that I can help meet that need you mentioned as you were talking? And I believe God's going to use you in great ways. Hey, I want to end with just a few last thoughts in this. People need to be a part of helping in the middle of disaster. Leaders have to be engaged in their community, engaged uh, as much as they can be in what's happening in their country um, and in the world. You know, when there's opportunities to help those that are hurting in the world, as leaders, we've got to be attentive to the cries of the people, having our eyes open, our ears open. And then what I always tell our church is we're not just in this uh, for the beginning. There's a lot of ministries that will come in in the middle of a disaster and help right in the first week or two, and then they pull their trucks out and leave. And, and the real work oftentimes happens three, 
four weeks later, months later, like what we saw in Haiti, our church was involved with Haiti for you know five years after the earthquake that hit Haiti uh, about 10 years ago. And and so a lot of people left in the first few months from Haiti, and we found that they needed more help, not just in the first week or two weeks, but months later as they were trying to rebuild and and help people who were displaced, misplaced to find homes and the orphans, uh, you know, have orphanages there and, and create sustainable um, help after the, the earthquake happened. And, and then, you know, 12 years ago during Hurricane Katrina, we were involved in New Orleans. Uh, and I remember, again, they didn't just need help in the first few weeks. They needed help years after Hurricane Katrina. In fact, in some places, they're still reeling and rebuilding. And so it, it requires a commitment to say, you know what, I'm not just in leadership and, and into compassion when it's trendy. I'm going to be committed for the long game to help people as much as I can possibly with the resources I have, the finances I have. And obviously you can't solve all the problems in the world and you don't want to, you know, you know put that pride on yourself or carry the world on your shoulders. But just being attentive and doing your part, and you'll know when you feel that nudge in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, get involved, give what you can, serve in, in any way you can, use your voice, use your platform to help connect people to the right places, to send resources, to send finances, to help those that are in need. I think together we can accomplish so much more. And uh, something we've realized as a church is we're not the only ones that are helping from our city. There's a lot of churches in Tulsa, amazing churches, amazing ministries that we partner with and work together. And all of us doing our part to go and help those that are affected, whether it's tornadoes in Oklahoma, hurricanes in Florida, hurricanes in you know Louisiana or Texas, earthquakes in Haiti, whatever it is, we're going to get involved and do our part because leadership moves with compassion and we take our cues from the greatest leader of all time jesus all right love you so much thanks for listening to today's podcast on learning to lead can't wait to share with you some of the new episodes i just recorded for the learning to lead podcast so make sure you tune back in next week for our latest episode god bless you share this with a friend we'll see you soon